We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring ring. It's Friday. And it's been a short week. And I'm your host, Gemma Peanut. <laughs> I'm your host, Kate Reeves. Hello, Kate Reeves. Hello, Gemma Peanut. It's Friday. Yeah. Click, click. What were you doing there, babe? Just feeling the Friday vibes? I just, I don't know why. I don't know why I don't find comfort in the repeat of the same opening. I don't. I'm a rebel. I like to mix things up. You really are. Change excites me. And yet somehow you get awkward about it because then you're like, oh, I forgot to introduce myself again. Anyway. I'm Kate Reeves and this is Gemma Peanut from The Gram. And happy Friday, folks. We're really happy to be back in your ears once again, solving dilemmas and turning them into dilemmonade. I just love that if someone just picked this up today, first ever listen, they're like, first of all, these bitches can't introduce themselves. Yep. That's on me. And also they were like solving dilemmas. Do they mean lemons and turning them into lemonade? What is wrong with these people? No, dilemmas. Do you know what I love? In the Facebook group, we did have a DL (laughs) drop a quesi in saying, "Um, can someone explain the dilemmas into dilemmas? And the pile on of questions, like, it was a bit like, um, are you an imposter of the podcast? How do you not know what we're talking about? I had to scratch my my head and be like hang, hang on why is it dilemmas and then I remembered it was just a slip of your tongue once it was a slip of my tongue you meant once. to say dilemma but you said dilemma and, and then you very quick-wittedly mm. said oh and turn it into dilemmonade and then it stuck anyway when life gives you dilemmas you tune into we don't have time for this shall we see who's called the bestie hotline today we shall hey ribs and jim here's my dilemma for you I work 40 hours a week outside of the home in a really busy role that I really, really love. But work gets the best of me. When I get home to my family, they get what's left. Got any tips on balance for a recovering workaholic with young kids? Oh, Hmm. Kiora across the Dutch. (laughs) I love a Kiwi accent. Delimin? Deliminade. We need the delimin. Delimin. I love our Kiwi DLs. They're so fierce. You know, there's a real strong amount of them out there. Hello. Hello. We love you. Okay. Jim. Jim. Yeah. (laughs) Have you been ever a workaholic in your life? Well, ribs. (laughs) I identify as a workaholic. Mm. But as someone who is spawn of mm. workaholic oh, dad, wow. spawn, yeah, spawn, I am very proactive mm-hmm. in trying to strike that balance. Okay. And look, often people oh, cringe at the word balance. It's like, oh yeah, everyone's trying to get the balance mm. right. Look, there is no getting the balance right. But I do think when you have competing demands mm-hmm. and listening to our DL, she said, I work 40 hours a week and love my job yeah like I want to fucking applaud that yeah good I on think you. that's great good on you for owning it it's okay to want things outside the family hunji p and I don't doubt for a second that you love the shit out of your children of as well yes you do but there's a struggle here because work is getting the best of you mm-hmm. as she says and family's getting the wrist of, I, I don't have a good the wrist <laughs> the wrist of you yeah and basically <laughs> what you're saying is you don't want to give your family the leftovers yeah you don't want them to get the dregs yes and work to take everything so how do we combat this yeah I really really feel this I have felt this many many times in my life well 
friend of the pod, our icon, Mia Friedman, wrote a whole book about this. And she would say, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. Yep. Not at the same time. Not at the same time. So mm, it's really, really hard when you think your kids are getting the raw end of the stick. Like that's rough. Like it's very, very hard not to be flooded with mum guilt. I guess just know it's potentially a time. I feel like we're always saying that, but it's just so true. Like it sounds like right now, I'm not sure what your job is, but obviously if it's demanding 40 hours a week and you love it, like it's obviously quite consuming. So maybe you're climbing to get to a particular level. Like it's okay to be leaning into that right now, knowing that you can always change your situation. This is what Gem and I tell each other all the time and ourselves. If something's not working, you can change it. I think as we get older, we get more into things, we have more responsibilities, we've got bills to pay, we've got things to do. Kids need a lot of stuff. We forget that we are the grown-ups. We're driving our lives. Yep. We always have the power to change things. Always. Yeah. So often we get stuck in being the passenger of our lives mm-hmm. and there's nothing like parenthood to mm-hmm. force you into the back seat and you're like, all right, I'm strapping myself in and I'm just surviving it. But Rebs is absolutely right. There are points in your life where you can pause and reflect and perhaps even just sending this voice memo yeah. into Bestie Hotline is your moment of reflection. Yeah where you're clearly begging for change. Now, you could keep on going on the hamster wheel as is, and I'm sure you'd be fine and your kids will be fine, but obviously something's feeling amiss Mm. and it's not feeling good for you that they're getting the dregs. Yeah. Just something that came into my mind as well is, and Revs is going to laugh at this because this is me once again, like CEOing my household, (laughs) but we're so good at being accountable to customers, clients, our boss, Mm -hmm. our colleagues, Mm -hmm. because we're getting paid so therefore we feel obliged to be ready and available to respond and react Mm -hmm. as necessary that sometimes with our family and often is the case with people close to us like our husbands or your own parents you can bring your worst self yeah because you're safe too absolutely and not everything in the whole world in the 360 of your life can get the best of you that's just there's not enough possible to go around but maybe this is an opportunity to audit how you show up for your family Mm -hmm. And when you leave work, that time between the journey from work to home, could you shift gears mentally Mm. and go home almost like, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but treating it like a job. Like my goal, my KPI Mm -hmm. is to connect with my kids. For two hours. Yeah, for for that short period. And it might be like, okay, I'm going to choose to be really present while reading a book, put on funny character voices. I'm going to put my phone away. Yep. Always. I mean, I think that's the number one thing. I think introducing little rituals Mm. that make you feel connected with your kids is Mm. really lovely. In our house, we have a tradition. It's called family bath where (laughs) all four of us. What's that? (laughs) Family bath. Family bath. Is it what I think it is? Yeah. What do you think it is? Do you all jump in the tub? All four of us. We don't fit and it's clumsy and it's awkward and oh. someone's always squashing someone something. And oh, it's... God. But what I love about <laughs> family bath time is it's forced time for me and Hubs to be off our phones. Yeah. Because we're, like everyone, slightly addicted, yep. if slightly. not fully addicted, <laughs> to our phones. And it, and it takes away from our kids. Yeah. But when we have family bath, our kids love it yeah. because mummy and daddy are right there. No one's on any devices. Yeah. No one's watching a show. 
no one's cooking dinner. There's literally nothing you can do in a bath except face each other and scrub each other and chat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I like it. But because it's become such a tradition in our house, it will be the thing that I know already know I will reflect on and go, remember family bath that we all got too big. Now, I know that's not suitable to everyone to do something like that, but I just think little rituals can make you feel connected. Like my mum, I don't think a night went by in my life where my mum didn't read me a book. And I have such fond memories of her putting voices on for all the characters characters and and again it was a moment of her being present yeah so I don't know I think sometimes you need that shift of like okay what if for a second I treated my family as a job and what if the kids were my bosses and I needed to impress them I don't know it just just turn up for them or show up and it just might give you a little bit of energy because let's face it parenting and being a working parent Mm. working 40 hours a week going home it's absolutely exhausting Mm -hmm. but if you can just give a little more of yourself within a structured frame of mind of treating it like a job give it a go go. like I don't know if it'll work but sometimes you just need to set yourself a little challenge if you're already like it's like a shake-up yeah you know it's funny um Teddy had like his massive meltdown the other night because he wanted his iPad at dinner and he said the words I can't eat without my iPad I said well there you go that's it the iPad's never coming to the table again yeah. If you've got a problem, we're, we're going cold turkey. Anyway, it's going fine. But the other day he was in the kitchen and I plugged my phone into the charger, which is like a big sign to my kids like, mum's here, mum's yeah. present, put the phone away. And he was sitting up at the bench um, having a snack and I like leaned on the bench and looked at him and he goes, so what's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> we both laughed so hard because so Ted's the youngest he's yeah. like he's the baby he's never the one that starts the conversation That's it's so always good. like Isla or me or whatever and he just looked at me and he goes so what's going on with you it's like oh, oh my god you know everything but it was just like oh just all the signs like you say little rituals like we sit up to the thing we've got no devices everyone's just connecting yeah we're connecting with each other and it was just funny how he like interpreted that I love that so much <laughs> I do think that often those after work after school hours Mm. there's a lot of like a strong narrative I guess of survival in the parenting community like oh my god witching out after school bedtime like I find myself doing it where if people text me or call me I'm like sorry just trying to survive bedtime bedtime routine and and it's called bedtime routine like it's so drab nothing about bedtime routine inspires me so it needs a rebrand hang time yeah maybe think of it as like an opportunity I know I sound wankier and all that kind of stuff but out that I have to versus I get to bring yes, it out Jimmy yeah. bring it out Say yeah. it again. I get to yeah <laughs> I get to have dinner with my kids and hear about their day yeah. I get to bath with them and yeah. chat to them I get to read them a story yeah. I get to tuck them in I get to laugh I get to play I don't know it's just it's corny but it's good it's corny but I find it just recenters and refocuses yeah. me it's a big humble slice of gratitude yeah. that you know if I have to go there some people don't get to yeah. and sometimes you need to lend your thoughts to that mm-hmm. to remind yourself I have it good my kids don't deserve the dregs of me they Mm. do deserve the best of me but that's not to say that work should get the dregs of you as well it's just pacing yourself energetically for those last couple of hours and not facing bedtime as like oh this is a drag but just bringing that last spurt of energy and then you can collapse after that's what I feel like well I do okay now that's a very gem workaholic reframe of this it sounds like our 
Kiwi mate, this might totally work for her. Can I offer one other one? For our mums who don't have so much capacity. <laughs> yep. So for me, I, yeah, I do find that six to eight o'clock very challenging. Yeah, but the wine revs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we talked about this in that yeah, DNM episode. We talked about alcohol and a big topic in that episode, which you can find in our DNM eps called Alcohol, was about having a glass or two of wine through the bedtime routine and just take the edge just off. Just take the edge off. And I, how, I just asked Jim, like, how do you do it without it? However, one thing I think both of us are really, really good at is weekends. Like, yes, Jem blocks out the family calendar, you know, as in her and her husband, it is family time. No ifs, buts, what, like it have to be something pretty extreme for you to do anything work-wise on the weekend, right? Very, re- I have very like healthy boundaries. Time. It is yeah. for both of us because yeah. we both work full time. Yeah. So weekends are everything. And I've always had that too. Like weekends are like they start Friday after school pickup and they fit and they finished Sunday night and they are sacred connection time. Like this is when we do all our core mems. This is when we connect as a family. This is the time to hang out and chill. We don't have to force ourselves to be anywhere at a particular time. And we're choosy about what we do on those days because it's our time. It's yeah. our time together. The week is busy. So like if you can't do that, getting it up for every single night after a big day of work, which it's okay. Like it's a time. Your kids are young. The time will end. It's okay for them to know people have limits and that you work your ass off. All that is positive as well there are well there are positives in it yeah if you work nine to five monday to friday if you shift work i know it's different but if you're nine to five monday to friday weekends can be easily made sacred time absolutely and sometimes i think having a plan Mm. can sort of lays down the groundwork for fun yeah if i'm staring down the barrel of a saturday with no plans sometimes i freak out oh no that's my habit yeah heaven yeah. <laughs> Saturday See, no plans are you kidding no nah, hubs and I are like boats without rudders yeah, yeah. if we don't have some sort of landmark oh we're going to this playground to meet up with these friends and these kids or oh we're going to take the kids to planet Mino because we need to go to the mall because we need also need to accomplish x y and z like I love little <laughs> landmarks on the weekend even yeah. though they're insignificant but if I wake up to a Saturday with nothing I'm fucked <laughs> can't relate (laughs) love a clear diary oh baby I love an agenda free diary Uh, but also I think being selective when have you ever had an agenda free diary like name one day in your whole damn life Do you know what it's rare so when it happens it's golden but agenda free I mean there's no kids birthday parties to go no like obligatory yes no well obligatory feels like a very strong word but Back to the weekend sacredness. <laughs> Back to the sacredity. <laughs> what is the word? Uh, sacrosanct. No. <laughs> okay. Back to know. weekends being sacred. Yep. Fine. I also think it's okay to say no to those additional commitments Definitely. that maybe get in the way of you connecting with your kids. And yep. one of them for me at the moment that's a biggie is kids birthday parties like Rafa's beautiful group at kindy like everyone is very kindly invited the whole class to every party and it's just not how I want to spend every single weekend is ferrying my kids from one party to another obviously Mm. we're we, we do attend some of them. We're just selective because mm. that's not how I want to spend my weekend. And that doesn't mean the kids getting the best of me. That's just me pandering to them, getting boosted full of sugar and farmed around and farmed around. Totally. Yeah. We used to have a two a weekend cap. 
That's a lot. Well, we've got two kids, oh, you yeah, know, okay, like yeah. well, you've got this party, you've got that yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. But, some, you know, we, yeah, we, but, you know, sometimes it's just unavoidable. Three people born in April, ram them in. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's a time because it as your kids get older, the parties get more selective, you know, and it's like you and three friends or you and four friends, whatever. Speaking of, it's a rapper's party this weekend. Sure and I, I say party kind of delicately because Hubs and I have decided to go really, really low-key this year and be very much guided by her. We basically said to her, you can pick six friends and they can come over for a petit party play date. <laughs> and we're letting her choose them. So and good. whatever names she pulled out, we've written down, we've invited. We're keeping it so simple because I'm just feeling already overwhelmed mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. by the intensity of commitments. And I think everyone felt that coming out of the pandemic. Don't totally. you think it was like, oh, everything's opened up and mm-hmm. suddenly I'm stressed and my weekends are packed. How was this for you though? Because yep. to last year yeah. and you were like, oh, she wants to invite but I want my friends there I've given up yeah. the my friends party yeah 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 I had a, I had a feeling last year was going to be the last year which mm. is why we were like yeah let's invite all our friends yeah. and their kids but now we're trying to keep it pretty Rafa focused yeah nice it's the same with her choosing her own birthday presents I'm in full surrender yeah, this time great. around I'm like you pick what you want I'm not going to try and curate your birthday <laughs> gifts on your behalf <laughs> she's five I know she's five I think there's a real mental and emotional shift not just for her but for me oh massive i'm like five is kidhood yeah kidhood yeah and next year she'll be at school and just the level of independence that comes for that i'm just not ready for it but then i think massive yeah i remember isla's fifth birthday like oh my god i cried all day yeah it's huge it it is huge Mm. it feels huge yeah anyway Anyway, this is not a tuesday app this is a bestie hotline it is did we turn that dilemma into dilemma i think there were some tops there jim were there ribs i think there were Anyway, um, if you've got any tips on my Kiwi accent, slide on in. Oh, un? God. Slide on in. <laughs> you yep. do it well. Do I? Yeah. You do. Well, our beautiful au pair is Kiwi. Yeah. I love hearing her accent. It's so nice. It's the best. One of my favorite humans on the planet, Zoe Patterson. <laughs> this is very niche, but she's a Kiwi and oh, it just soothes They're me. They're good eggs. It They're good eggs. Me. They are good eggs. It's just a whole island of good eggs. Well, DL, I, I don't know if we helped you at all. I, look, I think every parent will agree that... The work parenting juggle struggle is realer than real. Oh, yeah. The whole show, some would um, say, is built on it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) correct mundo. But just a little healthy mental reset just to readdress it. Yeah. I think that's so natural for it to pop up and for you to just go, okay, how do I want to do things a little bit differently moving forward? I agree. Well, good luck. We love you. Have a lovely weekend ahead. Have a good weekend, gang. Yeah. And we'll be back in your ears bright and early on Tuesday, Tuesday. morning. Bye-bye. We love you.